Hi, welcome back. This is Reverend Cage Marple, and I am the Public Pro-Lifer, part of Keep Life Legal Ministries. Well, how are you this week? As usual, through this new administration, it's been an interesting thing, hasn't it? It seems like all of the uh, moderate Democrats who made us believe that they kind of had our backs a little bit because of how radical uh, this administration is, is slowly turning on us, just bit by bit, you know. Uh, not that we didn't expect it or anything, but it just proves um, some, uh, some people just have no intention upon changing. They just like to say they will, you know. And regarding the new administration, uh, I wanted to touch on um, uh, the whole thing about voter fraud. And the reason why is because a woman that we know, not just some random person who is saying things on social media, but we know, a long time ago moved to Georgia, lived there for some years, and then a few years ago, well, noted I said a few years ago, she moved to Florida. Uh, all of this happened with the election. And in the middle of all that, she gets a letter in the mail. Remember, from the Board of Elections in Georgia, sent to her home, her correct address in Florida asking her to come and to vote in the runoff. I don't know how legal that is, but I would be willing to bet it isn't at all. I will never understand why people are purposefully ignoring the fact that this actually happened. Another blogger, uh, and, and I looked up uh, some of the uh, stats that he said, that when Obama was running for president initially for the 08 election, being the first, you know, black candidate president, you know, uh, all of that to be elected, got something like under 70,000, I'm sorry, <laughs> It's early. 70 million votes. I thought he said 68, but to just to round it off, I'm going to say about 70 million votes as the first black candidate for president. Pretty interesting times it was, as I recall. But by some crazy miracle, President Biden gets over 80 million votes. I mean, that's just not possible. And if you think that's possible, fine. But the rest of us don't believe so. Which brings me to uh, what's been going on uh, in Congress and the Senate trying to oust people who are not stepping in line with them, who believe that our election was skewed to put it 
in nice terms. And there is a whole new website besides the Lincoln Project that we all knew about before and has kind of fallen into disrepair since, is the Republican Accountability Project. And they are doxing and bullying uh, people like Ted Cruz, trying to get them to step down, resign, and all of that. They want, uh, let's see, who else? Um, Jim Jordan, uh, McCarthy, Representative Green, who has been in the news a lot, um, Cawthorn, Hawley, oh, who else? Brooks, Nunes, Gates, Stefanik, who I think is wonderful, and a number of others. So because you don't step in line with the establishment, and that's why you actually got elected, because you're not the establishment, and they're trying to intimidate you into getting out. Sounds kind of like a middle school mean girl tactics to me. Kind of pathetic. But here's what you can base all of that on, though, why we, the public pro-lifer, feel we have to speak about that is because since all of this has happened, it puts the lives of unborn children and other born people in jeopardy. Now, uh, since they essentially can run with scissors for the foreseeable next four years, they're going to undo as many pro-life laws that have been passed, which means it's just going to be game on for killing unborn people. And for some reason, that tactic is what gets them elected because the radical left depends upon women because of abortion to vote for them. And they also depend upon teachers to vote for them. I don't know, you're thinking teachers? Yeah, so. Well, did you know that the Education Association of the United States Union has an estimated nearly 20, I'm sorry, 2.8 million members. That's above United Auto Workers, United Steel Workers, and even the Teamsters. They have the most members of any union in the United States. The NEA, which backs most of this, uh, advocates for all things awful for your children in public school, um, like uh, allowing boys in restrooms, advocating for abortion for minors, and a number of other awful things. You can look that up. I believe it's NEA.org when you get a minute. Take a real good hard look at that. You'll not believe this, what your children are exposed to all the time. So the next thing I wanted to uh, touch upon is the vaccine. The vaccine. Yeah, it has uh, been an interesting kind of thing with that. But um, in the pro-life world and in, in the church, uh, 
by and large. Um, we're having issues with the way it is produced. And if you go to the lozierinstitute.org, you will find all kinds of terrific stats in that that have to do with many other things besides vaccines. But what they're um, trying to let the public know is that a lot of vaccines since the 60s have been using abortive fetal cell lines to either develop it and or test it. So that's a problem. That's a big fat problem. Pfizer being one of the big ones, which is obviously one of the ones that uh, a lot of people are getting right now. Um, AstraZeneca is another big one. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. There's a bunch of them here. As I said, go to lozierinstitute.org and you will find all that information there regarding that and other vaccines just for your information. So uh, the reason why this was such a huge deal, um, again, with the church was because uh, using abortive fetal cell lines and um, what the church is going to do to take a stand on that if they're going to have one at all or anything. Well, really big, big ministry down south posted recently that um, they did get the vaccine. And as I said, not all of them are using abortive fetal cell lines. We know this. However, the, um, the uh, <laughs> what she said was this. The choice as to whether or not to take the vaccine is personal. Now, let me stop right there. That told me all I needed to know right there before she went on. Because now she's saying that she knows about it and did it anyway. Now, here's the thing about that. If, if that's something you want to do, and it really just didn't matter to you that people died for you to stick that in your arm, that's fine but you don't have to make it public, right? I'll go on. If you decide not to take it because of concerns about how the vaccine was produced, let me stop there again. That falls in line with what she said about how it is a personal choice to do this. Obviously she knew full well that some of these vaccines for COVID have been derived from abortive fetal cell lines. This is not news to her or her husband. So it really, it angers me personally because they have a lot of, um, on their talk shows, they have a lot of pro-life issues that they speak on, that they're, you know, um, advocating, you know, for unborn people and all this. But I've also had a problem in the past with them about um, it being okay to abort if they feel that the woman's life is in jeopardy. And we'll get to that on a different podcast. I'll let you know what the pro-life movement actually thinks about that. 
anyway, so I already knew it was a little, even though they're out loud, we're pro-life and all this stuff, it was, there was a little smush in there somewhere that wasn't what it should be. Um, and then she says, um, you know, about how it was produced or how quickly it was made available. That decision is yours to make. Yes, it certainly is. But the decision to use these aborted fetal cell lines is unnecessary. It just is. If you look at the website that I, I as told you about it, LozierInstitute.org, you will see that there's actually quite a few that don't in, in all vaccines and, and, and in the way they produce the ones that are available now. Um, why in the world would you put yourself in the position to do that? So what they do with these aborted fetal cell lines, this is where it gets really kind of mushy and weird. I mean, really. Um, on, on our website at keeplifelegal.com, uh, regarding this issue, you will see a graphic that I've posted there that kind of gives you an idea of how they do this. Um, they show an unborn baby, and next is kidney tissue. And in the next, it says a human cell derived from this, from the uh, kidney of an aborted child. And they create a fetal cell line and they expand it and multiply it. So what they're doing is that they're taking this cell from this dead child and they're continually creating more cells from this one person who was probably aborted in the 60s or 70s. That sounds awfully Frankenstein weird to me. And it also sounds like it's completely unnecessary. So as it becomes produced, they create this fetal cell line, puts the virus in it somehow, they grow this virus with it, they inactivate the virus, and they stick that junk in your arm. That's just not okay. It's not even okay if you are not pro-life. It's just, it's just weird. It's science fiction. It's borderline creepy. I don't know, but there's just something that I, uh, even if I were a secular person, I would have to look at that pretty hard and go, you know, just isn't, that's just not making sense. You know, it's gotta be a better way. But you know, as kids, you know, I'm, I'm from the sixties. So we all got stuck with all these vaccinations back in the day because no one knew any more about it than they were just, you know, what you did, what your doctor told you to do, you know, and uh, force you to take this junk. Otherwise you can't go to public school. And so I really balked at that as a, as a mom, because I, as I said, I didn't know anything about this back then at all, even becoming a young mom, but something inside of me knew was wrong. It, you know, you're giving somebody a little bitty bit of this stuff that you're trying to keep them from getting sick from just sounds pretty stupid. <laughs> but anyways, I'll end on this note about the COVID vaccine. Um, it is awful. I would not do it 
for me, for my family, mostly because of where it comes from and because it was produced entirely too fast. They can't even get the flu vaccine right. Why would I trust this? I mean, that's just that's just hilarious that they think we're that stupid. But apparently a lot of us are, I guess. So a friend of mine went, um, a friend, people we know, with a long-time sickness. I think I might have even mentioned this in a past podcast, I believe, so forgive me if I did, that he went in, um, got COVID at the, vet, at the hospital, got over it, went to a rehab facility, was given the vaccine without his knowledge, and they're, oh, and, and what they said was, well, you know, since we had it, we're just giving everybody the vaccine today. So we don't know if it's one that had a board of fetal cell lines in or not. No one knows. But it gave him COVID. This is a man with leukemia for like years. <laughs> he was given COVID a second time through the vaccine. So I do not trust this personally. Make your own choice. Just you know, get the facts. Don't listen to mainstream media. Really dig into this and really listen to what people are saying rather than the herd being scared half to death with a virus that has a 99%, you know, rate of, of, of you just being just fine. So please, uh, you know, just, just utilize, um, if, if you're willing to delve into the internet for mundane things like, you know, prices for paint, the least you can do is do that for this vaccine. Really do your due diligence. It's important to know where all this is coming from. As a pro-lifer, we we do not believe that this is okay. Um, a lot of the people that we uh, are in partner with say the same thing. Uh, and that's all of us, born-again Christians, um, evangelical Christians, Catholic Christians, a, a lot of us are all uh, voicing the same thing. Well, I appreciate you stopping by and listening today. It's going to be incredibly cold and awful for the next few days. So cozy up, get some coffee, pray a bit, and uh, we will see you next time. I am Reverend Cage Marple, and I am the public pro-lifer. <laughs>